0: so I'm here with Kevin, and we are getting ready to uh, talk about this final uh, Rogue One trailer. And I think what we're going to do, Kevin, is maybe just talk about initial impressions quickly, and then kind of scrub through it and talk about our favorite parts. So um, it is uh, it's Thursday, and the trailer came out this morning. Um, and uh, I watched it before I came to work. You watched it a couple times before you came to work. I did. Uh, what was your what were your initial thoughts on the on the trailer?
1: Well. Uh mostly more of what we've seen. Uh, I really like all the... My, my, I guess my initial impression looks cool. Space battles, mm-hmm. kind of what stuck out to me. Yeah. Usually not my favorite thing about Star Wars, but everything looks really great.
0: Yeah, that, that was my big moment I remember from this morning watching, like sitting on my couch watching the trailer was uh, that shot when, um, when you saw the, the X-Wing flying through that structure in space. Yep. I had like a almost like would compare it to being at the top of a roller coaster when you're just about to go down like the hill or something. I had like a moment where I was like, "Whoa!" Like I got like really excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't that's know. The shot I was talking about too.
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's that's amazing, and uh, that's like new imagery and something that'll be really exciting. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I love the trailer too. I I think um, definitely more of the same. Like all three trailers, like you can kind of piece together a, a vibe and a feeling for the movie, um, which I'm really happy with based on um, what's in the trailer. Uh, I thought this one was um, obviously like I guess narratively it's kind of focused initially on, actually all throughout it's initially focused on uh, Galen Erso, Jin Urso's dad, and then on Jin and her her I guess uh, what's what's the word her mission. So I mean all the trailers have been focused on Jin to a certain extent, but it was it was like really kind of I felt like the first few moments of this trailer were sort of about like the beginning of the movie, right? Or if not the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the story, I suppose, right? Um, and that is what the trailer kind of opens up with—is this sort of uh, well, I guess it shows Krennic's shuttle. Um, I don't know what planet this would be, whatever planet uh, Jin and Galen, Urso live on um, when Jin is young. But you, you see, uh, I, I'm assuming Krennic's sh- sh- shuttle. I think that's what that that's, that that uh, that ship is. Um,
1: I'm wondering what this sort of swooping. Thing is over the ship. I mean, it looks like, is that part of the clouds or the atmosphere? Oh yeah, and it looks a, like almost like a belt, it, like a... Is it a planetary ring or what? Mm-hmm. what is that we're looking at?
0: Yeah, I would think that's some kind of ring or whatever. It just gives it like an otherworldly, almost like more sci-fi look than yeah. than a new hope. I guess there's, there's uh, visual flourishes and touches like that in the prequel trilogy. Not really in A Force Awakens either, I don't think. Anything like that, is there? I mean, all the no, no, all the locations, to quote the uh, promotional material, <laughs> feel very real in The Force Awakens. Um, and that's obviously, you know, digitally added to... Uh, probably that whole landscape is... That whole environment is, is CG, I would guess. But, um, but, yeah, so then I guess what's happening is Krennic is... Yeah, that's definitely Krennic's shuttle, and he's landing
1: here with these death troopers. This is a very, very poetic shot. It looks... The shot of uh, Galen standing out in the landscape with the what well, looks a moisture evaporator next mm-hmm. to him. It looks very much like the shot in *A New Hope* mm-hmm. with Luke looking at the twin suns, uh, except it's dark, it's cloudy, it's ominous. It's uh, obviously. It seems like they're going for to make a statement with that uh, comparison.
0: Yeah, 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 and this would definitely be a, a darker version of that homestead kind of feeling because mm-hmm. it seems like, um, from what we're seeing in the trailer, that this is probably the last time uh, Jin sees her father um, until maybe sometime later in the movie, maybe ever. I don't know. But uh, these death troopers, um, death, yeah, these death troopers show up and at their doorstep, and um, these images of the death troopers. This is like from that. That I guess it was a still shot, or was it footage? Um, where you saw the Death Trooper carrying that little Stormtrooper. It's from Entertainment Weekly. The image of the right. Death Trooper carrying the, the Stormtrooper doll. So I don't know if that was a... That's right. I don't know if that was a Jin Erso toy that was left there or what it was, but I think it's clear that that's where that shot came from. Um, Krennic looks like a really terrible guy <laughs> based on this image of him talking to to Galen Urso. He looks... That's the shot I was talking about. He looks just mm-hmm. really... Mean-spirited, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, and uh, of course Galen or so telling Jen, I think uh, everything I do, I'm doing it for you, right? So uh...
1: paraphrasing Brian Adams.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, shout out to our friend Tyler Olu on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, paraphrasing uh, Brian Adams, and then and then and then Jen wakes up, and this is later on, right? So um, that is definitely a flashback. Uh, unless that's the, the opening of the movie and then it, it flashes, or not f- flashes, but I guess you know moves the narrative forward 10 or 15 or 20 years. Um, and then it cuts to Jin in a jail cell, uh, an Imperial jail cell, I would uh, imagine. And there's an alien creature on the bunk next to her, which is cool. Um, you just kind of have to look over in the corner of that shot and you notice that, but I love that it's kind of a uh, very uh, classic Star Wars uh,
1: alien there. I was feeling very hesitant at this point. I'm, I usually really don't like trailers that just kind of tell you the whole story arc in order. Mm-hmm. Um, it thankfully doesn't really seem to give away all that much after that, but it really seems—it seemed that way at the beginning to me. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm thinking back to the Force Awakens trailers, and they I think they kind of did that too, didn't they? And then they start with Jakku, and then I, you never really saw too much from later in the movie, although you did see Starkiller Base... Like space battle or I guess ship battle sequences, right? Right, right. But you didn't get to, and you saw Kylo Ren stalking through the woods and the snow. But you, you saw. I guess the next I'm trying to say is the shots in the trailers are sequenced as they are in the movie to a large degree, but it never gave too much of that plot away. Like you couldn't really piece together what was going on.
1: Right, right. But
0: here you can early on. Like it's very clear what's happening in the early part of the narrative. But mm-hmm. I guess
1: they're. I'm okay with that. It's, yeah. You know, some some modern trailers really kind of tell you, like, what, you know, this is happening, now this is going to happen, right. and this is going to, that's such a waste to me. Yeah,
0: but as this trailer went on, <clears> the <throat> dialogue, uh, there is a lot of dialogue in the trailer, but it's not, it's not, it's not the way it is here early on, where it's like, oh, okay, well, this is really clear what's happening in this sequence, it's the beginning of the movie. After that, there's little clips of dialogue, you know, like, the force is with us, or, you know, rebellions are built on hope, but it's not. Lots of inspirational
1: dialogue. Yeah, right?
0: that's a good way to put it. Really yeah, a
1: lot of pep talks in this movie. It seems like.
0: Right, but it's not. It's not really giving away too much. It doesn't seem to me. Um, so this is uh, this marketplace is this is on Jeddah, I believe, right? And Looks you see like this it, yeah. massive store store uh, Star Destroyer hovering over the city, um, and it appears here. I'll, I guess this does give a little way of the story, uh, give away a little bit of the story, but it appears that uh, some rebel troops are breaking Jin out of the clinker right like breaking her out of her jail cell seems like it yeah um because they have a purpose for her so we don't know why she was there or you know whose side she was on uh i guess we can assume she wasn't really on the side of the empire since she was saw her father abducted by them at a young age and uh oh wow yeah i'd never know oh my gosh you didn't see it no this is incredible Oh, oh what a great shot um this is the shot of uh of, of the desert, the, uh, the desert on Jeddah. And you see like these, this rocky structure emerging from the sand. And I, the first couple times I saw the trailer just saw rocks. I didn't realize or like mountains or whatever, but this is uh clearly like a massive, um, fallen
1: statue is what I thought.
0: Yeah. Fallen statue maybe, but look at the size of it. I mean, I guess it would be fallen. And it wouldn't make sense necessarily to build something into the ground like that. But I, on this shot that we're looking at, you can see like a tiny image of a space shuttle there. So this thing is huge. I mean, this would right. be like hundreds of feet tall if it was a statue, right?
1: Yep. And it's a Jedi with the lightsaber is broken. It, it's either a statue or a, I guess it could be just a sideways sculpture in the sand. But I, it only makes sense to me that it was a statue and now it's fallen and yeah. symbolic of the Jedi in general. Yeah.
0: It's a pretty incredible shot. Um, I, yeah it's it's cool to notice that I guess uh pausing the trailer and scrubbing through it I kind of noticed what I didn't see otherwise so uh, very cool shot there and and that reinforces the idea that Jeddah is the uh the force the force planet uh, the planet uh, that seems to have a connection to the force and and for whom the people are very connected to the force uh, it cuts after that to the rebel base which I assume is not on Jeddah and lots of uh, Yavin. it's on Yavin right 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 and lots of discussion here of, um, of the plan and why we need Jin or so and all that, which is kind of retread from the previous trailers, right? Right. I mean, footage is different. Shots are different. But um, it's it's telling us the same thing about the movie. So um, let's see. After that, we cut to this. And we've seen this in another trailer, too. This is like uh, an Imperial Station, right? And this is the planet um, where it's, it's rainy and uh in, in the other trailers and it's kind of cloudy and, and it's at night but we see in this trailer that uh galen or so now years later we assume is being brought out before um imperial leadership uh i don't know let's let's play this real quick uh, i think the sound is off but let's play this and see do you remember like is vader there or is it no i guess not it's just krennic i don't see vader yeah, yeah it's, it's krennic some... krennic he's brought being brought before
1: Galen is being brought before Krennic.
0: Right, right, right. And he's uh, cleaned up a little bit and looks like he's in service of the Empire. But I'm well, this get... would
1: be much, much later, I'm assuming.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this would be, right, like kind of contemporary uh, time that the movie takes place in. But he looks cleaned up. He looks like he's in service of the Empire. So I'm I'm assuming he's some kind of prisoner of the Empire, but that he's... He's kind of held captive, but, you know, probably has his own quarters and has his own staff that works for him, and, like, they
1: needed him to build this. Maybe there's a problem with the final stages, and they're, they're, they're getting yeah. him to help on, on some issue they're having.
0: Yeah, or maybe he's refusing to complete the most critical part of the weapon, and, and that's what it's about, too, I don't know. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of guessing here, but it seems like, you know, they abducted him, they wanted him to build this thing, didn't seem like he wanted to go with Krennic and those Death Squad troopers or those Death troopers. Uh, he did. He's been, you know, held captive by the Emperor or the Empire all that time, building this thing, probably against his own will. But not like it's not like he's in a jail cell the whole time. You know what I mean?
1: He's gonna get him back by including that uh, exhaust port into <laughs> the, into the plans. Yeah,
0: it could be, could be. Um, how do you like? Uh, how do you feel about these like these uh, sort of extraplanetary shots of the I Death like it. Star? Like in the distance. I like
1: it. I like seeing the planets with the dust with the dust star. It's it's just so, so much more uh, it, it's such a much more contemporary shot. Yeah, I mean that's that's this is, more, this is a far cry from the original trilogy, the shots that we had of planets and the dust star.
0: Yeah, it's 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 on the one hand they're really great in terms of the scope, like demonstrating, you know, how huge the Death Star is and how foreboding it would be if you were, you know, planet side and, and that thing was close. Because um, you don't get a sense of that in the original trilogy at all. On the other hand, um, for me, it's a little—I don't know. It, it I guess uh, I kind of like the Force Awakens and and uh, the way it didn't really have any like it didn't have many shots where it was just very clearly CG like that. You know, like that's right. just that's painted in Photoshop or whatever. You know, um, and probably not literally Photoshop but whatever effects software, um, and it's really clear that that's not, you know. There's there's not much real in that shot, and uh, it's beautiful, but it also just it feels really different. Contemporary is a good way to put it, um, but it is a great shot. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. We cut to some footage of Cassian and Bodhi Rook and Jin Urso speaking. Uh, this is a great this is a great uh, moment in the trailer. Do you remember the line of dialogue here? This is when she's talking to um, Cassian. And this one stands out to me because, like, I'm looking at her face now. She looks really desperate, and uh, and uh, I think she says something along the lines of, like, if, if, you know, my father's involved in this or, you know, if, um, if he's the one who's building this, then we've got to get to him or something, right? Right. So there's that, like, kind of emotional investment there, and... Um, you know, it makes me really kind of like invested. I feel like in uh, in in those two characters, and I want to know how this is going to play out. I want to know if they're going to see each other again. I want to know, you know, what the conclusion of each of their well, stories is
1: going to be. And I hope that there's some tension between wanting to do this mission, but also wanting to see her dad out alive, which mm-hmm. maybe sort of up in the air mm-hmm. while she's trying to accomplish her mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well put. Um, okay, one of
0: the. One of the best moments in the trailer, for my money, is uh, we've got Chira Imwe here and uh, Baz uh, talking to one another, and uh, Donnie Yen's character, Chira Imwe, um, this is probably the big takeaway for me in the trailer, too. He just looks so, like, joyful and, like, peaceful, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, one of two. That's the uh, the first shot in which he's got a big smile on his face and looks, like, so full of joy, and there's another one coming up later that's even better, but um i think those two characters those are are probably the the characters i'm most excited i feel like i have a pretty good idea
1: of what what those characters are going to be like and and i don't mean that in a bad way Mm -hmm. i i I like that Mm -hmm. they both seem charming and they both seem to play off of one another well From what we know
0: yeah well i wonder too like um uh, i'm sure many people have kind of said this or or maybe it's super obvious but um you know, with uh, R2 and C-3PO being influenced by the Hidden Fortress, you know, Kurosawa, Hidden Fortress, and, and those two characters kind of, like, playing that role, I almost feel like in this movie, like, these are the 3PO and, and R2 characters, yet, right, you know, right. they're human, right, but, like, um, usually when people ask me, who's your favorite character in Star Wars, I say, well, I have to cheat, but it's R2 and, and 3PO are my favorite, like, those two as a, as a single unit are, like, my favorite character, Um and you know I'm getting big time, similar vibes from from Chirrut and uh, and Baz uh, from these trailers. Um, oh, and then we see more of that shot of Vader. Vader is used sparingly in the trailer, and we talked about that earlier today. Um, right. I tweeted out last night from from our Blockade Runner uh, Twitter account. I was like, I'm really curious to see like how is Vader going to be employed in this trailer? Is he going to uh, be used sparingly? He's going to be brought up a lot. I mean, there's going to be a lot of footage of him. I figured there wouldn't be much, and there wasn't. But I'm really glad... Uh, personally, I'm really happy with how much restraint they showed Yep. in in, in bringing Vader in. Um,
1: I thought for sure we'd see the lightsaber. We'd see him in the middle of action. Yeah. Uh, I hope I hope we do in the movie, and I think that we probably will at least a little bit. But yeah. that we did not see any of that in the trailer, that's okay with me.
0: Yeah. No, and at the end of the trailer... Um, you know, it cuts to like the logo for Rogue One and says in theaters December 16th. Or, um, I kind of expected at the after that to get like the Vader swinging his saber shot or something, mm-hmm. you know. Because with the second or the first real trailer, I guess the first full trailer, that's what it was. You saw the title card and then it cut to you know Vader, um, in this, this shot with all the red and in, in the reflection in the floor that is uh reprised here and, and extended a little bit. Although it's extended here, but you don't see his helmet, I don't think, or if you do, just barely, right? Like it's more like you see his feet and his cape there. Um, let's see. At least for this shot. <laughs> well, I guess you do see us, You do see a somewhere at the beginning and then it kind of yeah. fades past it. But you see, you, you also see Krennic um, speaking to him and talking about the power of the Death Star. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I just began to think that what, what is Vader's purpose going to be in the story? What is Vader's point of view going to be about the Death Star and what's happening? We know that in A New Hope, which takes place shortly after this, he's, he's a little bit cynical about the Death Star Mm -hmm. and its power and he tries to explain that it's nothing next to the Force. Um, Is this whole project of the Death Star going to be kind of an annoyance to him? Uh, What is his job going to be? What is the Emperor going to have him be doing? And and what's his personal opinion and, and mission going to be?
0: yeah i would like to see vader um you know as you wish master um i will do your bidding emperor kind of like that be his attitude but then when speaking to people like krennic or you know other imperial officials uh yeah i'd like to see if it wouldn't make much sense for his attitude to be very different than it wasn't a new hope right because this might be this movie might end minutes before a new hope or you know who right. knows but it's certainly taking place within what at the most months of a new hope um so you can't. Expect, I, I would not expect his uh, his attitude to be much different in the movie. And um, you know, I'm I'm excited about Chirrut uh, being kind of that mystical um, character who cares about like the Force and things like that. And I want to see that from Vader too. You know, that's who Vader is right. in A New Hope, right? Don't mm-hmm. be so proud of this technological terror you've constructed. It's insignificant in comparison to the power of the Force. Like, that's that's the Vader I want to see. And uh, so you know, I, I think a lot of people want to see the Vader who is going to be like blasting heavy metal music and just like decapitating people <laughs> left and right. Um, right. Right. I would, I would rather see him kind of, because I guess you look at Vader in the original trilogy and to a certain extent, maybe he still kind of embodies the values of the Jedi or the beliefs of the Jedi a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In how, in how he looks at things. Um, so I want to see that. I don't want to see him, um, I don't know like he's he's angry obviously uh he's a sith um he's using the dark side but he still has like reverence for the force and he still has reverence for even has some like level of reverence for obi-wan and the jedi it feels like you know i mean he wants to crush them but um his his line of thinking is like it's an inversion of theirs it's not opposite of theirs Right. So that's, that's he, what i saying. He should
1: have motivations and, and outlooks that are different from both the Emperor and the rest of the Empire, mm-hmm. I think, just to make, to make it fit with the character that we see in the subsequent movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I, I know there's an audience out there that wanted to see him, you know, um, really kind of being brutal and uh, a killing machine or whatever in Revenge of the Sith, and they didn't get it. And I'm sure there's some audiences who are like, oh, now here's our chance, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. on screen again. Um, he can totally be that character and I don't know You may get a moment
1: of that but not much
0: right like I, I, don't, I don't hate the idea of him walking across a battlefield and you know force choking a couple people and, and you know kind of making quick work of a few rebel soldiers or something but I don't need an extended Vader action sequence I, I, need yeah. the, I want him to be more of the character he was in A New Hope and I want him to make us scared of him Right. yeah well that could certainly happen um, I don't know some shots of the Death Star crew uh, some shots of the Rebel crew um, looking at the Death Star plans both of those I feel are super New Hope looking which is great I love this shot of the at um, destroying yeah. destroying the marketplace um, up until now it's been like AT-AT excitement mm-hmm. um, or AT-ACT excitement I suppose um, with the footage in the previous trailers and with the toy coming out and all that so to see that that walker kind of like more limberly moving through that village um big return of the jedi uh feelings there and it uh, just looks really cool uh, we've seen footage of this like battle sequence on jedi before uh saw guerrera's moment to shine
1: have we, and have we seen his feet before we, it, this if you're paying
0: close attention to the hasbro uh one, I three seen and three quarter inch toys i think is the one um you could look at the feet and see that, but I don't believe we knew that from the trailer before. Um, I, I remember somebody posting a photo of a sandaled foot. I thought, so wait, do we see a sandaled foot here, or is it are they both robotic? I think they're both robotic. So, but we know we see Saw Guerrera at uh, two different points in his life in the movie. So, um, yeah, so maybe at some point he's he's got at least one of his his legs. There's that shot of Donnie Yen, like, she says something along the lines of, is that where she says rebellions are built on hope? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he looks like, how would you describe that look on his
1: face? Oh, boy. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's pure joy, that's for sure. Um,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's certainly <laughs> funny. You really just have to see it for yourself. It's, <laughs> it looks like something really good is happening to him. For sure. <laughs> he closes his eyes and turns his head yeah
0: I don't know I feel like like I think I have that look on my face like when I'm listening to uh, like a Michael Bolton song and he really hits like the the super powerful notes and you're like oh my god this guy can sing like uh that's that's the feeling I get there but um it's it's crazy though it's, it's super fun and like you know people talk so much about how dark this movie's going to be and everything and and uh so that that look of joy on, on Charette's face I, I love so uh that's great um really cool shot of uh, this this is scarif, I believe is the name of the planet. Love this shot. Gotta go back. Gotta go back. Love this shot. Um let's see if I can get to it. Oh no. Oh. This shot. Love this shot of uh of Cassian Jin and K2 SO um, infiltrating some Imperial location. Um, right. what is Jin would be what do you call that? Is that like a Death Star gunner outfit? It's or something like
1: it looks like the, maybe the hat for that.
0: That helmet, that the crazy helmet, yeah. like angular, circular helmet. Right. Um, but I, I love that. I can't wait to see that part in the movie when they're, they're uh, they're sneaking in. So, great shot. Um, two tubes. A lot of people are excited about two tubes. You see one quick shot of him, mm-hmm. Baz and and Chirrut, uh cleaning up a little bit. Um, this battle on Scarif. I don't know, man. That that shot of uh, that shot of Bodhi there against those those crates. He's kind of he's kind of down against those crates, and I feel like he's getting ready to then like you know uh, surge forward or power forward there. Make a final sacrifice. Uh, maybe we the, don't know. That's the feeling I get. That's the feeling yeah. I get. We'll see. Um, and then uh, these 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 space battle shots are amazing. Yeah, seeing X wings zip around the space station or whatever it is mm-hmm. awesome and then and then quickly we have to talk about we can't skip over um this shot of vader walking forward on the bridge of some ship or would that, actually would that be out of his chamber what is that it seems like it doesn't it, it i'm not sure what that is it looks like cloud city almost or something yeah. but then you see those doors closing behind him and, it, and there's smoke coming out of there and everything i don't know if that's part of his if that's his chamber he's coming out of or just some other kind of... It could be some other kind of structure or door, but... Um, he's walking toward uh, Galen Erso.
1: Yeah, is that Galen Erso?
0: Oh, you think that's Krennic?
1: Krennic, I was thinking.
0: Oh, yeah, he's wearing a cape, whoever that is. looks like Krennic. But then in the very next shot, uh, and there's that graded floor there, although it's raining, so maybe, maybe those two shots aren't related, but I, I got the feeling they were. You see Galen... Right. You know, sort of like on his knees, on his hands and knees, there looking up with like a a determined and obstinate look on his face. I felt like maybe they, you know, Galen Erso's not giving them what they want and they've got to send Vader in to make it happen. That could be. It
1: looked like he was running at Krennic to me, though. No, I think you're right. That was, I think that definitely was Krennic he was approaching. But maybe this is in this, he's off off camera in that same scene.
0: It could be, or this could be one of those times where they're, you know, really good at running a diversion and making it seem. I mean there's definitely shots in the Force Awakens trailers where you felt like they were sequenced and, and telling you something about what was happening and then
1: they were and, misleading. Yeah,
0: misleading. So this could yeah, be misleading, but that um could be. but you said you wanted to see Vader be scary and like I was scared there, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. So um Oh yeah. And what was uh what was dialogue there? He's saying like
1: <laughs> um uh, Hold on to your dreams, or something. Yeah, Love don't let you. the dream of the rebellion die. He says, he says, don't something about the rebellion and don't keep the dream alive or yeah. something kind of, you know. Yeah, but something a little corny, almost. I thought. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of that at the last last half of this trailer.
0: But it felt like a moment where it was it was one of those. Uh, I'm gonna stay back here and make the sacrifice that I have to make, and you know, don't give up on on what we're fighting for here. Right, um, right. And who knows, you know. Well, I, that, I don't think
1: we can get attached to any characters. No, that, that,
0: yeah. no, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think we can get attached to any characters. I also feel, though, like, um, you know, this type of movie, when there's so much on the line, there's always the opportunity for the narrative or the story or the plot or whatever to sort of, for it to seem like characters are making sacrifices and then in in the final moments, like, you know someone swoops in and saves them. I mean, that's happened like three times this season already on Rebels. Um, You know, not that, I mean, obviously this is a different type of storytelling than a weekly episodic cartoon, but I'm just saying. um, There's there's often times where characters, like, make those sacrifices, and they truly do, and then there's times when characters think they're making those sacrifices, but somehow it works out for them. So we don't know what's going to happen there with Saw, but I certainly wouldn't expect Uh, things to work out necessarily well for him or any other character like you said so we'll see hard to believe everyone could could die um, by the end of the movie but then I guess it's hard to know right so that's uh, that's the whole trailer any kind of closing thoughts on on uh, Rogue One at this point
1: can't wait till December
0: yeah absolutely I
1: don't really need to see any more just show me the movie
0: yeah well I'm looking forward to the TV spots and stuff like that uh that'll probably come out um, leading up to it sure sure. Um, I know that you know some of us felt like with with The Force Awakens last year when in the final week or two there was like 15 different <laughs> TV spots that you know used a lot of footage from the trailers but then also would pepper in new things like right. some of us started to feel like okay it's too much like I don't even want to watch I know a lot of people didn't watch all of those I can't help it I watch them all I, I'm not gonna I, I, I avoid spoilers for the most part but if something gets put out there by, by the PR department I'm, I'm watching it for the most part But
1: yeah, I don't think I'd be able to resist either, but
0: yeah, so, but we're getting close. It's, uh, it's October 13th today, so we're two months away, um, essentially. So hopefully the, those months go by, uh, pretty quickly and, and before we know it, we'll be watching Rogue One.
1: I sure hope so. Can't wait.
0: Right, guys welcome back uh john again and this time i am joined by ryan ryan how are you
2: i'm doing really well um i'm a little bit bummed though because i know we're here to talk about the the, the second rogue one trailer which i'm really excited to talk about but i was also really hoping i could you know bring something totally fresh to the conversation and have some uh battle star wars battlefront vr impressions because i just a few hours ago purchased a um, playstation vr kit and you know got that all hooked up and i was like oh man i can get that that star wars that x-wing simulator and like you know kind of talk about that have some really like really really fresh hot takes um but <laughs> i couldn't find it on the playstation store and then i was like uh, is this even out yet turns out it's a holiday release
0: oh so, no way so when you said yeah. it wasn't out when you said it wasn't out i was thinking like it was just like late getting updated or uploaded to the store or whatever but yeah it doesn't come out for a bit huh
2: yeah it doesn't seem to have a release date um or maybe it does, but I just check like the EA blog post and like the first thing that came up with the Google search. So um, I'm a little bit bummed about that, but I mean, you know, it's uh, it's definitely something I'll be playing. Um, I believe I get it for free because I'm you know I own Star Wars mm-hmm. Battlefront and the season pass. Okay. Um, on PS4, so um, yeah, so like I. We'll eventually play it and talk about it on the show um but that's not that's not happening tonight
0: unfortunately. yeah that's well, yeah, congratulations on getting p s v r and uh man i I can't wait to hear more about that uh that x wing mission because that's you know super crazy exciting, and it's gonna be so cool, i think so
2: I mean that's um, the experience we've wanted like as kids <laughs> like in our homes to, like, have that sort of, you know, experience. And, uh, you know, I mean, the game that really sold me on VR and PSVR in particular was EVE Valkyrie, which is a space, you know, um, you know, space combat sim. You're in, like, the cockpit and stuff and, you know, like, and it's super fun. I love it. Um, but, you know, obviously, like, I, I have very little attachment to the EVE online universe, whereas, like, I have a lot of emotional attachment to the Star Wars universe. So I think once, you know, once I get that experience, it's it's going to be incredible. Like, I'm so stoked for it
0: yeah absolutely and here i am uh just trying to get battlefront to work on my pc which i can't do so <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, gotta, I can't even play can't even play regular battlefront let alone vr battlefront but uh, someday man. someday yeah. so it's
2: a fun game it's a fun game
0: yeah I'm, I'm uh i'm excited to try it out eventually when i get a new graphics card or whatever so <laughs> um yeah but we're uh we got together tonight to talk about of course the the new rogue One trailer that uh, mm-hmm. debuted today the final rogue One trailer um which was i guess more or less confirmed by the great uh the good morning america like promo spot that they were running, you know saying that they'd be showing the trailer um they mm-hmm. were they were referring to it as the final trailer, so I think we all kind of felt that way we knew that it would be uh the final kind of like major um force awakens trailer was this time you know last year too so mm-hmm. um makes sense although who knows there there could be another uh international trailer um you the know few around extra the seconds
2: Spliced in
0: yeah 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 there was uh yeah like with the force awakens there was just a few different things in the international trailers but but mm-hmm. uh they were still fun to definitely fun to see like a lot of that same footage put together in a different way and stuff but but anyway yeah. uh yeah you know final, final Rogue One trailer, uh, dropped today. And, uh, we all kind of watched it before work or, you know, uh, uh, before the the start of our day. So, um, I'm assuming you woke up and just like checked it out and watched it a couple times and we're excited. Is that, was that how pretty much how it went down?
2: Um, you know, I got the text from you as I was walking from my car, um, into my, the school where I work like I got that text from you so I just went up to my classroom and I I have a I have a pair of earbuds stashed away <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just kind of plugged it into my phone and watched it right then and there
0: nice nice um, so so yeah what was it, what are your feelings like what's uh, what was your reaction to the trailer overall
2: um yeah I mean I'm I'm totally cool with this being the final one um, yeah i you know I feel differently about this movie in general than I did with um you know uh episode seven i don't I don't feel as compelled to kind of like really pick through it and like try to figure out you know every little detail ahead of time in the way that we were with episode seven um mm-hmm. and that's not in a bad way like it's more of just what I think this trailer kind of confirmed for me was... And and really kind of set me at ease even more. Like, even though, like, every little bit of information we've gotten about this movie has, like, made me feel pretty good about it. um, You know, I really just feel like I I get the vibe of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just... It feels it finally feels like super coherent in like the tone and everything it feels you know very star wars obviously there's like x wings and lasers and um all of that but you know there's it's the tone is is different like it is a war movie but it's a star wars war movie and um i think that's most pronounced in you know towards the end of the trailer where there's some kind of un star warsy music i felt
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. um that felt like just more akin to like you know a blockbuster war film um sure. which you know it you know it, the trailer kind of leads with like a like a You know, variation on a Star Wars theme, but then it kind of turns into, like, in the crescendo is, like, this bigger bombastic, you know, um, not that Star Wars music isn't bombastic, it pretty much created that, like, film genre of music, but, (laughs) um, you know, just something more, I don't want to say generic, but something just, I don't know, that just fit more with, like, a, a war film. Um, And, you know, and I think that's okay. Like, we don't need, like, the same music in, like, every single one of these films. Um, Especially if they're going in different directions. I think that's going to be, like, a big, um, you know, way of kind of differentiating these films. Um, You know, making them kind of their own thing. I think you're going to have to take some risks and go in you know more genre directions with the music um if you are making different genre films
0: yeah no i think that'll be really interesting to to see although um you know i think a lot of the a lot of the kind of talk lately has been that maybe that was what was originally going to happen with um Desplat, who was the uh, the original composer um, which, uh, you know, we haven't talked about that on, on any episodes of Black Runner, I don't think, but, um, you know, he's been replaced with uh, Michael Giacchino, who um, did, like, Jurassic World and has done some Harry Potter movies, I think. Or was it Displa that did Harry Potter? I don't know, but uh, Michael Giacchino's done... The,
2: the lost composer, right?
0: Giacchino is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like, maybe the, the common wisdom was before with with this blob people were thinking like hey this is not necessarily what you'd expect for a star wars movie um and and now that giacchino is coming in he's he's kind of done uh movies that are more along the lines of what what you'd kind of associate with a star wars soundtrack um i think he's done things that are obviously dissimilar too but you know so has john williams so i guess (laughs) it's uh it's all up in the air but uh it it just kind of feels like like uh originally maybe they were gonna be a little more different with the music and, and you know, maybe now they're going more towards uh standard Star Wars fair. But, you know, I mean this like this trailer music is is probably just kind of like I don't think it was necessarily recorded for the trailer, you know what I mean? It's probably music that that's been used other places or or something like that. I'm not sure. Um hmm. but like I think if you go back and look at the Force Awakens trailers, it's not the soundtrack. Um it's just you know, other music or other Star Wars music, maybe. So I'm not sure where this comes from, but I think there's like a library of, of music and stuff that, that studios pull from to make the trailers. That being said, though, obviously, you know, they may be... They, I'm sure they know what the movie's going to sound like at this point, um, even if it's not recorded yet. I'm not sure if it is or not, but uh, but they're, they'd probably be choosing, you know, trailer music that would that would fit what they're going for. So it's still very much maybe like an indication of what the music will sound like. But um, I don't think this is Rogue One music that we're hearing in the trailer.
2: Okay, yeah, that's very possible. You know, that happens all the time with film trailers. Um, yeah. But I do think it makes a statement here in a way. Right.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think you mentioned, like, did you say the word contemporary? Or am I just thinking back to my my earlier conversation with Kevin? Um I don't know, but I feel like, like the whole trailer to me and the movie in general right now, like it feels very much like Star Wars. It feels like a new hope, but I I think it also feels pretty contemporary, um, maybe more so than, than the force awakens. I don't know if you're getting that vibe at all or not, but, uh, so like, uh, were there big moments that stood out to you or things that really like excited you from the trailer? What was, what was, uh, what were some of your favorite aspects of it?
2: Um I think like obviously you know it kind of starts and it gives um a little bit more context to um Jyn Erso's character mm-hmm. um like and her whatever's going on with her whatever went on with her father mm-hmm. um which you know adds definitely like another layer um to everything um like what his deal was and like what you know what his contributions were, whose side was he on um questions like that um i think are you know that's that's an interesting layer, and it kind of brings in that uh you know sins of the father, um you know family uh drama that mm-hmm. uh you know star wars has, um, that I wasn't really expecting. That was not, like, an angle I was expecting. And, you know, again, like, this is not a movie I have been following as closely as I did Episode 7, so maybe this is something that, you know, leaked on the back of a cereal box, like, three months ago that everyone knows in the world but me. Um, but that was, I don't know, that was, like, new and interesting to me.
0: Which part, like, the kind of gray... Um, position of, potentially gray position of of Jyn Erso's dad, or just, like, yeah, his involvement yeah. in the whole...
2: Yeah, or, I mean, both of that. Like, obviously, oh, okay. his um, potential involvement, like, it's a very, you know, like, if like if he was involved in the... um, What would it have even been? Like, the planning stages of the Death well, Star, or...
0: I mean I'm I'm uh I'm unsure of what to do here Ryan because um the uh I feel like I know more about this than you do uh, and not from okay. reading like not from reading spoilers really or anything but just from like uh well Mads Mikkelsen who plays or uh, so he kind of let some stuff slip like 6 months ago about his role in the movie and then like Entertainment Weekly I I want to say Entertainment Weekly and Anthony Bresnican kind of Made some stuff clear too in some of their coverage. So, like, I, I I don't know the total story, obviously, but I know a little more than you, than you do. So, I, I feel like I don't know if I even want to tell you right now. You know, like oh well, I mean, it, if it's
2: out there, let's just go ahead and talk about it. It may be something okay. I read six months ago and have and kind of forgot forgotten. about. Yeah, oh, yeah
0: that that happens to me all the time. Um, well, <laughs> and it's nothing definitive. It's just that like I, I believe um, Galen Erso is going to show up at you know in that flashback but also later on in the movie as well like later like in the kind of contemporary time of of rogue one so i don't think that like Jyn Erso's memory of her father in the beginning of this trailer is the last we see of galen urso or that like you know he he died shortly after or or anything like that i think he's that was the initial interaction with him or our initial kind of introduction to him but that later on in the movie he'll be he'll be playing a significant role as well um and i believe that he sent tried to send a message to jin through the rebellion or tried to contact her or something he 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 reached out in some way um to jin or to the rebellion uh like in the sort of like the current time frame of the movie so it's it's interesting because obviously he makes some kind of choice or he's forced into making some kind of choice when she's young but then you know she's trying to track him down later on or or the rebellion kind of is interested in her because maybe she can get to him and he's he's significant. So um I think Mads Mickelson described it as as creating something so beautiful Oh, man now the quote is slipping my mind but it was it was essentially like along the lines of like creating something so beautiful he didn't even realize like how terrible it could be you know what i mean so mm. i think he's key i think he's key in in the design of the death star at least in the design of a crucial technology to the death star yeah um but beyond that i, I don't know but like i think we'll see him when he's young and we'll see him when he's old as well or older and I think even in this trailer, the, the the shot we see of him later, like on his knees, hands and knees, like in the rain, I, I think that's later on. I don't think that's you know from from that flashback part of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but you know, seeing that kind of like as a centerpiece of the film, because now that you like mention it, like yeah, I kind of I can kind of um, think you kind of remember that and yeah. remember that, but. I wasn't expecting that to be, like, a like something that's obviously a huge focal point of the film, because it's in the trailer.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and I love it because it's, like, you know, I didn't know how much more story we would get. And I feel like beyond this kind of, like, initial narrative, you know, kind of structure or revelation or whatever, I don't feel like we really get that much more story as it goes on. You know what I mean? Like, we get cool shots, we get some interesting reveals and stuff like that, there's more Vader, but we don't get, like, I I don't feel like I really understand the story much more, you know what I mean, than I did before this trailer, except for how it relates to Galen and Jin in the beginning here. Um, And I think that's Mm -hmm. great, because I think that's just enough of, like, a little bit of a you know a revelation or it's giving us just enough information that like i'm super interested and it gives me a little more of a framework or an idea of how the story's going to play out but it's a pretty small piece i would assume overall but mm-hmm. it tells me but it tells me that like there's going to be that family drama element to this that is has been a part of like every star wars you know from here on or, or from you know up until now so yeah. i like that for sure
2: Yeah, and Um. yeah, that was exactly how I felt about it. Like, it's, like, that was, I mean, it was just, like, a, it was, like, a cool final piece Mm -hmm. of, like, what this movie is. That's where, like, like I was saying, like, I finally just, I get the, I totally get the vibe, I get the aesthetic, and then there's, like, that one, like, almost, like, emotional core, which is that family drama that, to me, is, like, as you know that's as big of a revelation as you know it, anything else they could have put in this trailer
0: so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah just
2: knowing that it has that core to it is just is exciting to me
0: sure yeah. sure sure Be- yeah and because
2: i mean that's like that's what i think makes star wars resonate with people like yes lightsabers are cool yes tie fighters are cool like we love this stuff but also there is that emotional core that you know makes us still like love this stuff like 30 years later
0: yeah 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 yeah. absolutely yeah and uh, and i'm all for them trying to make a different kind of star wars movie which is i think what they're doing here Mm -hmm. um but you know there's key components that kind of need to be there i feel like or it's it's it's. Uh, I'm not sure how to feel about the you know them potentially not being there. So so seeing that this is it feels like it's definitely going to be a very different kind of Star Wars movie, but that at the same time, you know the sort of essential puzzle pieces of 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 a Star Wars movie are there as well. Like that family, that 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 the themes of family and and you know those familial connections and things are are there and and still important. Is like I just I guess it's reassuring, you know. So yeah. Um. And I feel like it's it was it was a great way to give us more of the plot, but not give too much away. So that was cool. Um, I think this actor, Mads Mikkelsen, is really great, and I love the way he looks. And uh, I, I don't know, I love the idea of him being this really important figure. Who's I feel like he's. It, it seems to me that he's forced into doing this for the empire. Like he doesn't want to do it, but he's kind of forced into doing it. Um, and that's that's pretty interesting too to see you know, how that all shakes out. I mean, obviously the Death Star gets built and it blows up Alderaan. So, um, <laughs> you know, if he was forced into doing it, he, he did something that had some pretty crazy consequences, but, um, it, it's interesting to think about a character who potentially enables the Death Star, which destroys Alderaan, but also enables the rebellion to destroy the Death Star, you know, like if that's the case, I don't know that that's the case, but it seems like that's a possibility. Um, which is pretty cool.
2: He, yeah, and I mean he, he he almost like comes across as like an Oppenheimer type figure. Oh yeah, I'm I think sure I'm I'm not the first person to make that comparison, but you know that you know the creation of something incredible and then you know and then the the regret right. that comes with its usage.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure.
2: I mean it, I think that's that's a really powerful um character archetype, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um you, know, you talked about like the aesthetic and stuff too, like the, the look of the movie. <laughs> um so like yeah. after watching this trailer, you're you're pretty positive on that. Like you're 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 excited about the way it looks and in that kind of thing too?
2: Yeah. Um it's, yeah, I think you know the okay, so like the shots of like this the space battle with the the x wings um mm-hmm. that was that was really cool, um, but a lot of like what we're seeing, you know, we've seen a lot of like the dirty, gritty you know everyone's kind of covered in dirt, there's dust everywhere, um those parts, and we've we've seen the jungle and you know, kind of we've seen a lot of that stuff in isolation and then when we're kind of finally seeing it all together, like I just I don't know, I feel I feel like it works and it fits and um you know, you have your um your your kind of like I don't know, like apocalypse now, like jungle stuff going on and mm-hmm. um I don't know. Yeah, it all just it all just kind of clicked here like I I just kind of feel like I really got the aesthetic this yeah. time around. Um it it does. I mean, it looks as far as like the actual visual fidelity, um mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised it reminds it it really it looks a lot more digital than episode yeah. 7. Yeah um to me and i was and you kind of wonder like okay if you're doing this gritty war movie like wouldn't you want to kind of have that like sort of like you know filmic Mm -hmm. filter on it but but at the same time like you know it's i think it's okay Again, like, it's okay that it's a little different, even though I feel like that was, like, maybe an obvious aesthetic choice that would have made sense. But they went went more digital, and maybe, you know, if this is, and my thought on that is, like, maybe if this is going to be, like, a heavier, kind of more violent Star Wars film, um, you know, maybe you need that kind of, like, digital, like, detachment to it before it becomes, like, too intense. Like, um, you know, there were those, I don't know, what was it, were there, like, rumors, or was that just, like, irrational fears that we had about, like, tons of it being, like, handy cam shot, like, when we were first hearing about this movie? Is that something we talked about, or was that a rumor, or?
0: Yeah, I think Kevin had brought that up. Maybe he was worried that it would be too shaky, to. uh, you know, because they talked a lot about like how um Garrett Edwards' style was to be more kind of mobile with the camera and not have it sitting on like tripods or whatever, but to be up and moving around and lots of steady cam and um you know, that kind of thing, which you know, I don't have a problem with. I, I don't I don't th- I, I feel like maybe that was a little bit of misunderstanding in terms of thinking like if the camera's not stationary it means it's handheld, like it's gonna be shaky. You yeah. Know? And I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be more kinetic camera work. Um, so, you know, I know like Kevin, for instance, I hate to speak for him uh, since he's not here at the moment, although he'll he'll be on the earlier part of the podcast. But like, I think he's afraid of like, uh, not afraid, but like he's, his concern maybe is to do with like Blair Witch Project Syndrome. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to get sick watching the movie and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, because
2: he's super sensitive to yeah motion. like you can't play like first person video games and stuff right right yeah. right 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 right, which you know that's that's there's a lot of people like that, so yeah and i I wonder if maybe they went with more of this like slick sheen to it that kind of comes from like digital production to kind of have that level of detachment. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just kind of wondering why, because it seems like the obvious choice would be to use like the grainy film filter, or yeah. or I mean, not even a filter, just you know,
0: you shoot on film.
2: Shoot on film, yeah. Um, so well, I, mean, I think
0: I, I think a lot of it might come down to um, budget as well. That's like, true. Because I think it's it's cheaper, you know, for them to do digital. Although I don't know, I think some film proponents might might argue that you can do film for you know, a comparable cost or whatever, but I think it was probably less expensive. And then, you know, Gareth Edwards is like a a younger director too. Um, and I, I guess I'd need to go back and look at his, his, um, you know, filmography or whatever, but I'm assuming that his experience is more with shooting on digital too. So maybe he was more comfortable with that. Mm. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think, it's hard for me to say as somebody who's not involved in, in that industry and doesn't have like the, the real technical knowledge of it. But um, on the one hand, I, I feel like you can tell it's on digital, right? Like you mm-hmm. can tell it's a very digital movie. But then part of me wonders like, can I really tell that it's not on film? Or is it that because it was shot digitally or because it's it's a film that's going to involve more digital effects and it's it's one that's being made for less money? that you're seeing more digital effects, and so it's looking more digital, not necessarily because it's on digital film, but because that's the the visual approach they're taking. That's, like, the style of special effects and things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then part of me thinks, like, too, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it kind of comes down to what they want the movie to look like as well, though, right? Because you could make a movie on digital film and have, like, mostly digital effects, but still show, like, restraint in how many digital effects there are or how much of, like, any individual shot is composed of, you know, like, digitally manipulated, you know, or digitally created images. So, Mm -hmm. um, like, clearly they're not, like, Gareth Edwards or Disney or whoever, or Lucasfilm, not afraid to include a lot of digital imagery, you know, like, those really striking shots of, like, the Death Star in orbit and stuff like that, like... Mm I think they look very digital, and obviously that's something that, you know, the the producers and director were willing to kind of go after and not shy away from. Um, I think it all looks great, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it looks really cool, but it's just interesting because, like, on top of that, like, The Force Awakens was a movie that was set, you know, after a new hope in the original trilogy. And this is a movie that (laughs) like needs to look, or I guess it doesn't need to look, but you'd expect it to look as much like the, like a new hope as possible because it's set right there. And yeah, I feel like the force awakens looks more like a throwback (laughs) than this movie, which is set potentially like 20 minutes before (laughs) a new hope. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of surprising, but, um, I'm certainly pleased with the way it looks. I just like I I guess kind of, you know, like you've pointed out, it's it's maybe not perplexing, but it's like slightly surprising because you'd expect it to be even that much more gritty and that much more realistic and that much more retro mm-hmm. too for a different reason, but you know, because of where it's set and, you know, that kind of thing. So um it's a little bit a little bit surprising in that regard.
2: Yeah, but I think I think you're right though. I think it comes down to like these are you know (laughs) there's like what it should look like in canon and you know this was a thing people complained about with the prequels as well like why do they look so much nicer than yeah you know a new hope and everything it's like okay well you know they were they were made decades later (laughs) and yeah they're using digital but you know i can see I, I sort of see that, and I mean, that's kind of what we're saying here. But, like, it just comes down to, again, like, at the end of the day, these are films. They're made by people with, like, various levels of experience and preferences. Um, and, you know, there's budgets and technology restraints or, you know, in the case of the, pre- like the prequels, like, non-restraints yeah and you know and then and then you know you get the the film you get like i have i have no doubt that like j j abrams when like that decision to um you know go for the practical effects and the um you know the the film uh production on um force awakens like i'm sure that was you know partially like yeah we want to we want this aesthetic and stuff and partially him probably just being like super stoked on that stuff because like he he loves that stuff and has like studied it and worked with it before yeah and you know i i think if like you know if the decision had been made like no we need to shoot this movie on digital it probably like still would have been shot on digital Mm -hmm. but um you know, I think part of it was his enthusiasm with it. And I think you brought up like a great point that maybe like Gareth Edwards doesn't have that same level of experience and enthusiasm for a film. And that could be like the the main factor
0: here. Sure, sure. And just in, in like a desire to, to, to try different things, do things differently. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably, you know, more okay with trying a different look with a, a Star Wars story or an, a Star Wars anthology movie than they are with like, a saga film you know right and you you had mentioned the prequels too and it's interesting because like you know i'm looking i have my uh, i have the trailer up on youtube and it's freeze framed or whatever paused on a shot of an x-wing you know in space flying through you know a, a, like an orbiting space station or whatever you want to call that uh whatever that is i'm not sure but um it looks beautiful it looks great but it looks like the prequels to a certain degree in terms of like the visual effects and yet it looks like the classic trilogy in terms of the design and it mm. just makes me it just makes me think like man what could what could or would the the prequels have looked like if George had not turned taken such a sharp turn toward a very different kind of design and a different kind of look for the prequels you know like the fact that they were digital effects in to a large degree is only I would say like 25% of why they look so different from the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this, this shot is like a good example of that because it's very digital as far as I can tell, you know Um, you don't want to be that guy who's like, Oh, it's a hundred percent. Like it's all CG. And then like, you know, you see the behind the scenes documentary where they're showing the model that they, that they shot it with or whatever. I mean, I guess it could be. And, and that, that speaks to the quality of digital effects at this point too. Like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it's got a very like CG look. And I think most of us walk away from this thinking like, whoa, lots of CG, right? Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to look at this and think like, uh, maybe the prequels would have looked like this, you know, and, and that, that would be so interesting because I feel like it, they would have been better received had they not been as experimental as they were or tried to do new things in the way that they did. Um, and that doesn't mean they'd be better. It just means they'd be, you know, better received, um, but I don't know. It's, it's a little bit like looking at an alter- alternative, like history to me, like seeing this image, you know, um, thinking like, oh, I guess like attack of the clones could have looked like this <laughs> instead of the way it did. Um, I'm not even saying I want it to, I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an intriguing kind of thought experiment to think like, oh yeah, like this is all CG, but it looks like very new hope. I guess the prequels could have tried that too. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And I mean, we do see that like towards the like end of, um, you know, episode three. Mm hmm. Um, I, well,
0: even like the very, the very beginning of episode three, like with that space battle and the Jedi, like fighters look, you know, pretty close to like tie fighters or whatever, instead of looking like, uh, the Naboo cruisers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and I love that. I mean, that, that, that battle is amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, um,
0: and, and, and in retrospect or whatever, because not that I was, you know, upset by the look of the, the films initially, but it's kind of nice to, the way now we can look at Revenge of the Sith and say like, oh, by the time they got to Revenge of the Sith, it really did start to look more like the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't notice that if one and two looked as much like the original trilogy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that progression, but it's still—it's just one of those things where I look at this and I think, like, oh man, yeah, like this is a super digital Star Wars movie that uh, that features a look that's more similar to the classic trilogy. So, um, but yeah, uh, other other things, um, other things you're intrigued by. You know, we talked about the look of the movie. We talked about that that family connection, Galen and Jin, that kind of plot stuff. Um, other things that you're you're pretty pumped about here from, from watching the trailer?
2: Um, nothing really new. Like, I mean, you know, I've, I've really dug like the, um, diverse cast, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of from the beginning, like this is a very cool, like cast of protagonists. Um, and I like all the different like influences, um, coming in here. Um, and you know, that's, Still here. Um But yeah, nothing nothing really new. Like
0: No, yeah, I, I agree. Like I've been excited for, for Chirrut and Baz the whole time and <laughs> I still am after watching yeah. this trailer. Uh surprised I didn't see any more Bistan or, or Pow uh or Moroff. I guess Moroff is in like one shot on uh Jetta. Uh Moroff is that big you know, Moroff like that big white uh like yeti looking thing oh the party Uh, wampa the party wampa as you put it Yes. yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) my favorite one of my favorite toys i got on on rogue friday (laughs) um so there was like one shot of the party wampa you may have missed but uh Mm. but that was cool but yeah you know bistan and pow are like you know some of my favorite favorite uh elements of rogue one so far they they weren't really there but but yeah you're right it was uh like i feel like once the galen and Jin stuff was done it was um just kind of more footage from the sequences we've already seen and uh and not a lot of new ideas necessarily how how did you feel about uh the the uh usage of of darth vader in the trailer
2: um i mean i didn't feel like really anything like it was just it was so fast yeah like it, it was um i don't know like i that's It's not, like, it's. we talked about this the last time when we saw that first glimpse of um, Vader in that, I don't remember, was it a trailer or was it a teaser?
0: That was the first trailer, the first, Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, when we got that glimpse of him, it was just, you know, it was... Like, we're just, I'm so used to seeing Vader in everything now <laughs> that, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, okay, of course Darth Vader's here. Like, it's not, um, and, you know, and we expected him in this movie. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just kind of like, yep, yeah, there's Darth Vader. He's oh, in yeah. this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: no, I agree. There wasn't, like, for me, it was, there was no, like, big, like, goosebump Darth Vader moment or anything. Um, I was happy they used him sparingly, though. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to see too much, so I think that was good, but I also think it would have been weird to not include him at all, considering the kind of like that had been exposed from the in the last trailer, like, hey, we know Darth Vader's in the movie, <laughs> so yeah, you, you gotta have at least yeah. a little bit, but but I'm glad they didn't go for some kind of like I don't know I've seen some people say like there was no Chewy We're home moment, you know. Um hmm. but I I don't know. Like
2: That's not what we're looking for with this movie, I don't think. Yeah, like, I don't think I need that moment. Like, I don't I mean, episode seven is so much different than yeah. what this is like. This is I mean, this is all about like these, you know, these characters who p- played this important role in like the the Star Wars universe and like the history but this is this is the time we see their story because, you know, whatever happens to them here, they were not remembered. <laughs> or, yeah. like, you know, this is, I don't know, this is their, those characters' time to shine. Like, this is their moment because they're not mentioned in the rest of the saga. And, um, I mean, maybe maybe now they'll there'll be some like weird reference in like episode eight or something because this will actually be out there, which i don't I don't know how I'll feel about that if that happens but um no i mean this is this is this is their story, and I don't and you know the the chewy were home like that was. You know, that's something totally different. Like, that's connecting directly to, you know, these characters that we know we ended their story in Return of the Jedi. You know, we wanted to know what happened to them next. We've wanted that for years and years. And then we finally got that payoff.
0: Yeah, like, we've talked about that before on the show, too. I think the fact that, like, The Force Awakens... For the characters in the movie is about nostalgia as much as for us as the audience it's about mm-hmm. nostalgia so it's kind of perfect you know what I mean and, and it, it was such a smart choice on the part of, of the the writers and producers and JJ and, and all that so um that movie works so well and it needs moments like that and it deserves moments like that Uh I think you're right though that this needs to be more about the new characters in Rogue One and about the the ragtag team of rebels that, that steals the the Death Star plans, the characters that we, we heard about in, in a new hope, but never, we never got to know. Um, but, you know, all that being said, I kind of, you know, part of me expected them to have, if not Chewie were home in the sense that it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm referencing something from the past and, and you're excited by that, you know, the fact that I'm referencing it, if, if not a line like that, at least a line that was like, Oh man, how cool was it when Darth Vader said, you know, whatever he said. Mm. Um, but I'm just, I'm personally glad that's not there. I just, yeah, I'd rather just, uh, you know, hear Darth Vader speak again for the first time when I'm in the theater. Um, so I think it's cool that they're, they're holding back on that. I'll be really disappointed if there's like some TV trailer a week before, like a TV spot a week before the movie comes out and then you hear him, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't think they'll do that though. I think the fact that they, they chose not to include any dialogue from Vader, uh, this time around demonstrates that they're, that they're going to, you know, like they'll tell us he's there. They'll show us some images of him, but they're going to keep that card like close to their chest until, until the movie comes out.
2: Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good call.
0: Yeah, for sure. um, Alright, cool. Well, uh oh, one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you did you notice the first time or I guess ever watching the trailer, um, did did you notice that structure in the sand when the uh the shuttle is like flying down over Jetta? Um and there's like a like a kind of like a mountain range it looks like almost or, or something. Did you notice what that is? No. Okay, see I'm glad. Um I have to say, because I was talking to Kevin earlier and uh he kind of pointed that out to me and I was like, Oh my god, I didn't even notice that and it's really cool. Um I don't know if you have the trailer up or not. I don't, but, uh, but I can okay.
2: picture the scene you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's the forty-one, forty, forty-one second mark of the trailer. Um and, and you just see like a shot of the planet from above and you see like a, a tiny little image of uh, a shuttle kind of flying down and it looks like a mountain range or something, but m- It's, like, so obvious now that I look at it, uh, once it was pointed out to me, that it's, like, it looks like a fallen statue or sculpture of some kind, and it's of a Jedi, like, in a robe holding a lightsaber, Um, but the lightsaber appears to be broken, and and obviously the whole thing is kind of, like, dilapidated and decrepit at this point, Um, but I thought that was really, that was really cool, Uh, and it was something I didn't notice, and... It's one of those things where I think that there's gonna be like like overall a very spiritual kind of feeling to this planet of jeddah um but it'll be something that's kind of like uh, of the past and uh that characters like Chirrut are are kind of like holding on to um but i lo- I love the idea that this movie is not going to have any characters like that, but that there's still like a presence you know mm-hmm. um. So I, I thought that was exciting, but, but I also was just kind of curious, you know, did everybody see that except for me? Like, was it super obvious? Like, cause now I feel like it's one of those things where when, once you've seen it, you can't not see it. You're right. But until you do, you, you don't necessarily notice it, especially because you're watching, your eyes are like tracking that ship flying past, you know, so you don't necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, look at it. So anyway, next time you watch the trailer, take a, take a peek. It's, it's pretty cool.
2: That is cool. Yeah, I'll definitely look for it next time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, well, we can probably wrap it up there. Unless you have any other burning thoughts on Rogue One or uh, Star Wars stuff in in general.
2: Uh no, just uh, just give me this movie. I'm ready to yeah. watch it. I'm ready to go into a theater and uh, give them my uh, fifteen dollars and get a get a milkshake and some popcorn and uh, and watch this film.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, ready yeah, to do yeah. that. <laughs> no, me too, for sure. Um, it's been it's been a while since we've talked about like books or anything like that. Uh, have you? I don't think you've probably read any Star Wars books for a while. Have you? Like you didn't read Life Debt, did you?
2: No, I didn't.
0: So uh, I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I started Life Debt, but. Uh, we, we moved um, last weekend mm-hmm. and we, we were packing up our house for weeks before that and uh, my wife packed the book away a couple weeks ago <laughs> um, and I still haven't found it yet so I'm planning on finishing up life that when I get the chance but um, uh, as of now it's kind of, I'm kind of like taking a break from reading it because I can't find the book um, but uh, about a month from now uh, the Rogue one prequel novel Catalyst comes out. And uh, I'm pretty excited for that. And that'll be like a month before the movie comes out. So
1: Oh, that'll um, be nice.
0: I think that'll be nice, yeah. And and I remember last year, I think you were excited as I was, and I think you were the one who, who got me excited for it. But last year, uh close to Thanksgiving, the uh the Landry Walker like uh basically tales from most most uh, Isley, kind of uh, The Most Eyes of Cantina, Tales from the Most Eyes of Cantina style book about the aliens from uh, from The Force Awakens came out. Yeah. It was like, I guess it was actually like a, a couple of short stories on uh, like on the Kindle store, I think, mm-hmm. um, and that were later collected in a, in a larger book. But that was really cool to read those over Thanksgiving break. So um, I'm excited, you know, kind of for this Thanksgiving holiday to have have this Rogue One, um, Catalyst book to read, so.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be, that'll be really fun. I mean, I guess the only thing I have read, um, is I've read the first three issues of the Han Solo comic, Mm -hmm. um, which is just a really, it's a really fun book, and it is a really beautiful book. Yeah. Um, so yeah i'm i'm really enjoying that and well uh, e- it gets me even like more stoked for the han Solo's Solo so film Ooh, i guess okay
0: <laughs> well we're gonna have to pick up where we left off on that conversation yeah. on, uh, on an episode soon because uh yeah, I, it's been a long time since we've talked about uh, the Star Wars comics. I think we actually did like a better or more thorough job of that on um, our other podcast, Nintendo Fun Club, when we were doing our Star Wars themed right. episodes before we started Blockade Runner. Well, I remember like we had some lengthy. Were, that
2: was when they were new, and there were like like three of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah.
2: now I just I feel so far behind on them because. I'm so far behind on all of my monthly comics, like all my DC and Marvel books. And uh, I just, I cannot catch up on any of them.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe you don't have to catch up on all of them. And I'm, I'm a little behind too. Um, But I, I want to, you know, get uh get together with you and talk about just like do an episode about those star wars comics soon because for sure there's there's been a lot going on with those and it's been a long time since we've we've touched base on that subject and uh i haven't read darth vader 25 yet but i am very excited to do that and i mm-hmm. think you know that issue alone will be worth mm-hmm. devoting uh some serious like time to uh here on blockade runner so definitely um, excited to do that and uh yeah um we're gonna be back soon to talk uh, more star Wars and uh, you know I think um, hopefully it won't be too long before we're we're sitting down in theaters to to watch rogue one so yeah um, we're in, we're in the home stretch it's about two months now and uh and it's it's a pretty exciting feeling to know we're getting close um, and then a few months after that'll be star Wars celebration so yeah. Exciting times here uh, for Star Wars fans. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back soon. Um, you know, before we sign off here, uh, definitely check out blockaderunnerpodcast.com where we're uh, posting any updates there are for, for Blockade Runner stuff. Uh, we've got our uh, show on iTunes, of course, and you can listen to any episodes um, on blockaderunnerpodcast.com, uh, on Twitter at Blockade Run on instagram at blockade runner or something like that every time i i finish up an episode i promise myself like i'll remember the the instagram handle and uh Mm. i forget it every time but all the links are there on on blockade runner podcast.com so check them out and uh ryan um you know i'm mostly tweeting about star wars from the blockade runner account um but you're on twitter at uh brawn dwarf
2: yeah b-r-a-w-n-d-w-a-r-f
0: so follow ryan for hot takes on uh, star wars and uh and other subjects and uh we'll be back soon